0: Someone reacheth out for me. Racing on a course and clad in gleaming name. I shall answer none but he
1: who bringeth me the
0: gray. Oh, I need a hero.
1: I shall hope
0: for hero till the end Hello, of the day. Butth- we back.
1: We're back again.
0: Uh-huh. This one is a hell of a time. Yes, we're we're talking about King Arthur, Legend of the Sword,
1: twenty seventeen,
0: Guy Ritchie. Yeah. This.
1: Where to start?
0: Yeah, indeed. Okay. Um.
1: You had not seen it before.
0: I had not seen it before.
1: What was which your... is kind of a surprise. I mean, yes. like you'd and, think and, I would have. And you know, like I we've been telling you this is your kind of movie. It
0: is. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is. It's not good.
1: Good, yeah, no. But
0: I also enjoyed it very it much. It
1: is very fun, and it's like...
0: It's never boring.
1: Here, Here's the thing. I think that, that a lot of individual parts of it are good. Mm-hmm. Or well done. It's or just... Or entertaining. It's just kind of Frankenstein together.
0: It's very much movie. It, it's, it's too much. Too much movie.
1: It's... It's going to be an interesting one to talk about because it does not feel like one movie. It, it feels no. like about three or four partial movies.
0: Yeah, we, we were watching it last night and uh, we were towards the end of the film. Yeah. And um, Will got up off the couch and he's like, I'm going to go get a beverage. By the time I get back, I'm going to have missed a trilogy. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> that is the energy. <laughs> Especially... It's
0: so much movie!
1: The structure of it is really odd.
0: It's very weird.
1: And I appreciate that sometimes. Because it gives it novelty. This movie's not hurting for novelty. mm But there are a lot of things that happen. And you're kind of like, huh? What? And you're just rolling with it because the movie expects you to. Yes. And then 20 to 40 minutes later, the movie goes back and over-explains those things... And you think, oh, that was all that was?
0: But then there are things that are that just go wholly unexplained. Yes. And I guess it doesn't really matter, but you're just kind of like, hmm, don't know what that well, was.
1: Because, and, and, and this was, because I'd seen it before, but it didn't feel like it. Because <laughs> almost everything that happened, I was surprised by.
0: Yeah, you just can't uh, predict this film.
1: <laughs> but I was thinking within twenty minutes of it, I was thinking, lots of studio mandated reshoots and edits and stuff mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can just watch it and you can tell.
0: So it's occurring to me right now, the experience, especially of watching the beginning of this film yes. and our insane prologue, yes, the whole the whole elephant fight, all of that stuff. yeah, that experience for me. It hit me exactly the same way as the remake of Clash of the Titans did Which in have the
1: beginning. I not seen.
0: I also very much enjoyed that movie for the same reasons that I enjoyed this movie. That does
1: not surprise it me. It is, this is, this is the same type wet of movie. and
0: wild. Yeah, yeah, complete yeah. Complete wacky nonsense. It's like, yes, it's based on this legend. And you're like, no, it fucking it isn't. isn't. No, it's not. Well, and there's, a, there's
1: a great Hollywood <laughs> tradition of movies like this. I mean, yeah. even original Clash of the Titans. Oh
0: yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, Clash of the Titans. Yeah,
1: these types of movies are like just the Ray Harryhausen movies of today.
0: Yes, and 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 I love that.
1: Like like what I'll say about this movie is at least it looks expensive.
0: It does. the The budget is, is visible on screen, and that's
1: not a guarantee anymore. No. And it, and it looks like they put a lot of effort in.
0: There's they put a lot. Period. Yes. In. Yes. Just, they just put a lot.
1: And for an Arthur movie, though, mm-hmm. it also feels weirdly sparse.
0: How do you mean sparse? Like,
1: it's King Arthur and then a villain we almost never see. Yeah. And, like, technically some of the roundtable peeps are there, but they're mm-hmm. sort of in name only.
0: Well, here's the thing. By and large, this movie is a King Arthur movie in name only.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of the sort of hallmarks of a King Arthur movie... Are missing or
0: it's a here's the thing perfunctorily if you just nodded to changed the names of the characters it wouldn't have to be a king arthur movie at, at, all. All.
1: at all at all and i was thinking like it kind of resembles the Amleth, hamlet northman story <laughs> yeah more than what we think of as yeah, the king it arthur is story
0: not a king arthur story everything is i changed. we're gonna we're gonna have a blast talking about this but it is, yeah, It we've got a very much in-name-only situation on our hands.
1: So, like, for me, half the fun of a movie like this, after the fun of watching it and being like, whoa, what on earth? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> is wondering what the intention was?
0: Well, and that's the thing about this big, big mess of a movie, as, as you have told yeah. me, we got a lot. We got a lot of um, revisions and
1: well, different
0: screenplays it, on our hands. It here.
1: appears, and I'll fully admit, I can only go on Wikipedia for this because mm-hmm. their source is a paywalled article. Mm. But apparently, there were at least two prospective films that would have been Arthurian in nature. That, it, that 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 got folded into this movie somehow.
0: It feels like more than that. It
1: does feel like more. That's the thing. Wikipedia mentions, to there were probably more. It, it seems like Warner Brothers just decided to take a little bit of every Arthurian movie they've been planning. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it just feels like, and this is my little pet theory with no uh, basis mm-hmm. other than the movie itself, that... Possibly, Guy Ritchie had been intending to make some sort of medieval gangster film.
0: Yeah. Which is a really fun part of this movie. And a
1: really great idea that just has nothing to do with King Arthur. It has
0: nothing to do with anything.
1: As a, who even thinks of it?
0: It's completely... It doesn't... It has no impact on the film whatsoever. No. It's completely it's, arbitrary. It's very
1: entertaining.
0: It's delightful. I love it. Delight- Love and that. it
1: feels like a different movie
0: it's a diff it, that chunk of the movie is its own thing unrelated to, to anything, anything else, else that happens in the movie
1: the same with anytime Jude Law is on screen it feels like it doesn't even feel like the same director yeah it has a different pace a different tone different vibe yeah and then there's all the fantasy stuff which feels disconnected from both of those things
0: yeah yeah so i uh i i would sum this movie up as Guy Ritchie's King Arthur by way of Game of Thrones.
1: It's it's like, because Guy Ritchie is just, half of it is just a regular Guy Ritchie movie, but in a different setting. Yes. And the other half of it is trying really hard to be... Like Game of Thrones.
0: Mm-hmm. Like You've got a little Marvel sprinkled in there.
1: In the sort of origin story vibe.
0: Yes, and some of the big the big fights towards the end feel Marvely to me. They
1: feel Marvely, but they also feel extremely video gamey to me.
0: Uh-huh. But in the way I at least in my opinion, Marvel movies feel.
1: <laughs> Somewhat. I, I think that like just just in terms of the, the visual yeah. strategy. It,
0: it's but it's quite superhero y
1: it is very superhero. Now that's true. It is very superhero y. It's weirdly like the because I feel like Marvel movies are like MCU movies. Yeah. Are just hiding the action with a lot of cutting. Yes. Which it's this true. movie doesn't really no, do. it's
0: true. It's it's it, it definitely this movie
1: does like the two thousands thing of like everyone is a CG model.
0: It's real fake looking, but in a way that's like fun and charming.
1: Because we have nostalgia for those early two thousands movies. Because that at do least it. it
0: looks like something.
1: Yes. It doesn't exactly look good, but it looks, but it looks like, like a decision a... was made and it's you can see what's going on and it's coherent.
0: You're seeing visual choices happening. Yes.
1: <laughs> and it feels like a cut scene a lot of the time. Yeah. It feels like it's trying to be very Game of thrones also very Dark Souls-y in terms mm-hmm. of the visuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the costumes for like Jude Law and other people very like that. silly. And just like the the kind of castle setting. Like, that's supposed to be Camelot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It looks, it looks like, yeah, it looks very from software.
1: Yes, exactly. And I thought it was supposed to be Camelot.
0: Yeah. Well, and so, I, and I was kind of thinking about it, because yeah. of course, this and, was the setup for a franchise that, yes. in my opinion, very sadly did not happen. Yes, I would have
1: loved to see, because they wanted to do each one about a separate character. Right, like, right. There would have been a Lancelot and movie, a Merlin movie, a Guinevere movie. Do a Big event, And then a team up movie. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I just had to think, I, w- I just kept thinking, seeing that Camelot, I was like, Man, it would have been cool to see the Camelot. They would have turned this into, into
1: because at the post-order. end we see a little bit of the decor changes that are uh-huh. occurring, and it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, it's fun when you take the spooky castle and you turn it into turn it into good the good sort of yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Like I, I was, been... I was interested to know what that would have been.
1: It would have been really interesting, it, and I feel like also though. I thought of other things. I think it's trying to be Lord of the Ringsy, like all.
0: Of course, fantasy I mean, what, the, all fantasy movies can only hope to be somewhat it, Lord of the Rings.
1: In in the way that the villain is portrayed, mm-hmm. it reminded me a bit of all of the just interminable sequences where a villain gives a huge speech to a faceless crowd that show up in movies like Aragon. Sure. And it also reminded me a little bit of like, and maybe it's just because it's Warner Brothers. And they're trying to show us that, like, hey, we are, are tour friendly here, even though this movie was clearly taken away from Guy Ritchie at some point. <laughs> but I feel like they're trying to make him kind of a politically evil, Immortan Joe type of figure.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a classic tyrant.
1: But it's just so drawn out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's chewing up a lot of scenery. He, what, so, he does mean,
1: that thing where he admonishes his lackeys and he's mm-hmm. like, do your job and all this stuff. Yeah. He's like do I, your fucking job. That
0: line I really loved. That was a very much a moment. I just Jude Law leaning over the table, like, do your, your
1: fucking job. job.
0: Yeah. I I want yes, thank you. Thank you. I like it. I like it a lot. I
1: well, I liked that too because we've seen we've all seen a billion variations on that scene. Yeah. And they distill it.
0: They just get right to the heart of it. I love it. So and it, it may just be because this movie came out pretty recently yes that it's so easy for us to see all, all of the, the parts yeah. and the reasons why this movie is the movie that it is. Yes. yes. Like we're we're well versed in sort of the the morass of popular culture right. around that year. Right. That it's like, oh yeah, well that here's what they were trying. This is what they, right. w- this was the pitch. You know, this is and where the, the thing that, all of yeah, these things coming in.
1: The thing that surprised me about it, both times I've seen it, is because it feels very Guy Ritchie in places, but like Guy Ritchie's other studio movies prior to this, Mm-hmm. The two Sherlock Holmeses and the Man from Uncle. Yeah. Feel like so distinct.
0: Yes. Like
1: he's just doing his thing, and it's out of step with he, all yep. these other things we've been talking about.
0: And in the case of Sherlock Holmes, that made it a big, big, big hit. And
1: it, it became a trendsetter.
0: Yes. And Man from, Uncle. Man from
1: Uncle was not a hit, but it's I a, like it though. I, no, not a financial hit. You yeah. should say I love it. Yeah. And I've seen it probably the most of any of these movies we're going to talk about because it feels not like anything else.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. It feels like Guy Ritchie,
1: and it's not trying to be anything. And like, if anything, it feels like Guy Ritchie's sensibility mixed with like a retro sensibility, mm-hmm. which is really fun and it, it's consistent and it works. Yeah, this movie is not consistent. That
0: is a word you could never apply to no, this film. It's the opposite of there consistent. There are a lot of good things to say about this yes. movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Consistency is a quality it does not have,
1: <laughs> and it. It only frustrates me because I would have loved to see what the version was that felt like a Guy Ritchie movie the whole time. Because it, it would have been it would have been weird and wonderful still. I think
0: I just can't even imagine how it could be a King Arthur movie.
1: Not at all. Because here's the thing: by the time he becomes king, that feels inexplicable. Yeah. The way that he behaves in the film.
0: The most Guy Ritchie part of the movie is the least King Arthur part of the movie. Yes.
1: It's true. and so. It, but also
0: maybe the most fun part of I, the movie?
1: Th- in my opinion, absolutely, Like, yes.
0: the most delightful and good part. Because he's doing the thing that he's good at.
1: Yes. And, I mean, here's the thing. Because now Guy Ritchie is done with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he's making his own little movies again. Mm-hmm. And they are 100% Guy Ritchie for better or worse. Uh-huh. And I feel like I might be... I doubt I'm in the majority on this, but I think that he's one of the... I think I like him when he can be himself, but he can't express all his own opinions.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Because like, I watched The Gentleman, which is one of his most recent movies, Mm -hmm. and it was a fun movie except for how really racist it was. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like... I think Guy Ritchie should make more movies with big studio money where it's big money enough, where it's small money enough that he can do whatever he wants, but big money enough that he can't be racist.
0: Sherlock Holmes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Man from U.N.C.L.E. as well. Yeah. And like in this movie, credit to this movie, it's not a racist film.
0: Barely has the opportunity.
1: to No, be. exactly. We've
0: got a we've got a nice Jim and here. Yeah,
1: yeah. We have we have, we have Ge- George. kung fu George. Kung fu George. Um. <sighs> but which, and and like the gentleman specifically as a movie was like really 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 weird about Asian people, yeah. and I was like, was Guy Ritchie gonna do something weird with? With Kung Fu George, and that just got cut out because Kung Fu George is barely in the movie. He's
0: barely in the movie, and you know, I will say, like, I give the movie a lot of credit because, like, there are a lot of people who would just think,
1: "Oh, everybody in this setting, everyone is white.
0: has to be white." It's or not that's the case. not historically true, not at all. And for him to just very casually be like, Drop "There is, people, a, yeah. there is a Chinese man living in Londinium." Yes. Teaching people martial arts. Yes. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's like a little stereotypical, but it's cool that he's there.
0: It's cool that he's there and they feel no obligation to explain it.
1: Which is great. Yeah. That's the upside of this movie, not having obligations to, feeling the obligation to explain things.
0: They just, you just see a thing and you say, that's the case. Got it.
1: Well, and they needed some reason really for him to be a street fighter.
0: Which it, I like a lot. I do. Like, I yeah. like that. <laughs> I well, think it's he's a really a, he's interesting a, cause, dimension
1: Because he's, he's a Guy Richie protagonist. Yes. So he has to be a scrappy, fighty boy. <laughs> I like that. I like that he grows up in a brothel. I
0: like that. That makes him interesting. It does. I love this character that isn't King Arthur.
1: My only issue is that Charlie Hunnam is not always up to the task of... Portraying the character who's interesting is written.
0: No, he's got he's got the physical performance down. But whenever
1: he's fight, because that's the thing. Whenever he's fighting, like he mm-hmm. really does help the action scenes a lot.
0: He's very dynamic.
1: Even when the action scenes feel super fake, like uh-huh. it feels like he's really huffing and puffing, like you know, yeah, which is valuable. Yeah, yeah. Because in, like, a Marvel movie, for example, you don't often get that No, feeling. they
0: feel like action figures smashing together. Exactly. He feels like a very strong boy. And
1: even once he gets all super powered up, it still feels a little bit strenuous for him. Yes. Which is what you want to keep it exciting.
0: Yes. You need this to be... Hit. There has to be some perception of of threat.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so he's a great physical performer and a great action performer.
0: And of course we know this, we've talked about this on the podcast before. We end
1: up talking about him kind of a lot.
0: Well, you know
1: He's in some Guillermo del Toro movies, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's 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 lovely in yes. in
1: Pacific Rim. Yeah, and he's in for the same in,
0: reasons that he's lovely
1: in yeah exactly. in anything. I and, mean like
0: that's what he can do. And but Crimson
1: he, Peak knows how to use him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Guillermo knows how to use him. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the wit that Guy Ritchie calls for. And Guy
1: Ritchie really wants that to be a part of this version of King Arthur. It's
0: like he was just, like, he wanted... He's so
1: snarky. He,
0: they wanted Charlie Hunnam to be Brad Pitt.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing. And this is what I said to you earlier today. <laughs> is that this version of Arthur is like 75%... Like a character from Snatch, mm-hmm. and twenty five percent Sherlock Holmes. Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And Charlie Hunnam, he's great isn't at
0: the, either of those. He's
1: better at the seventy five percent Snatch part. Sure, 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 sure. But he isn't great at either of those. No. And it's just whenever he has to talk that you realize it.
0: Yeah. And it, and you know what. For me, at least, it's a very small quibble because it's not like he's abysmal. It's just a little flat. It's It's just a little.
1: Yeah. And I think that because. It
0: doesn't have the charm that you want it to have. The
1: movie is so zeroed in on him and Jude Law. Mm Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, no other character in the movie is anything. Matters at all. Is anything. Yeah. And so, like, I was watching it with Alex. Uh Uh-huh who friends of the podcast know as a friend of ours and a friend of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, And he was saying, like, the main problem with the movie for him was just lack of someone to care about.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really try with, like, Backlack and Blue.
1: They try so hard. But... But they're such... Like, stock Guy Ritchie characters. They really
0: are. They're just stock characters.
1: And and so Arthur is like... And that's why it is a quibble, but I think it makes a difference because it kind of makes him a little flat that there's so much emphasis placed on his snarkiness and wit. Yeah. And he just comes off kind of bratty. (laughs) He
0: just doesn't have the charisma for it.
1: And... Jude Law, I think, though, is really underused as a performer. Sure.
0: sure. I mean, because we all know what Jude just, Law can do. he's
1: just given this kind of generic villain to play who we're supposed to believe that he feels real remorse at killing more than one important person in his life. Yeah. But we already know he he did it once.
0: Right. So we He'd know he's going to do gonna it do again. It, yeah. The second that they say, like, well, if you want more power, you've got to kill someone and you especially... love. You know the trade. It's like, okay, well, Katya's going down. And that. it's
1: like... His wife and daughter are only there in the movie to be sacrificed. They are not characters. They
0: aren't. And it's a shame because his wife is, of course, Katie McGrath. Yeah. Who played Morgan Le Fay in Merlin.
1: Yeah. And just, she's given nothing to do.
0: Nothing. I was like, oh, hey, Katie McGrath's here? Oh, no, never mind. She's not. And there's, like. (laughs) She's gone.
1: A a total of, and, and, like. I need to quibble about tropes on this podcast, because who cares? <laughs> but there are at least two women in this movie who are conventionally fridged.
0: They are fridged within fucking ten minutes of each other.
1: And I could count up to four, depending on how loose you want to be with the term.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we got we got a double fridging in the prologue. In the first,
1: yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really funny to me... Like, nothing in the movie that is intended to be surprising is surprising. Yeah. And a lot of things that I'd imagine weren't intended to be as surprising as they are put your jaw on the floor, mm-hmm. which is just really wild. But the really, the thing that I can't decide if it's surprising or not is Vortigern in his, like, devil demon outfit <laughs> killing <laughs> Arthur's mom, who I guess is egrain.
0: She's not, though. Is the thing. The
1: subtitles say that she is.
0: The subtitles, okay, because you watched the actual disc, yes. We watched
1: it on a disc, and the subtitles called her Egrain.
0: Because the one, the subtitles that I watched did not call her that. (laughs)
1: What on
0: Uh, (laughs) earth? Let me see. Okay, I'm, yeah, okay. Um, yes, the, uh. She credit. how
1: is she credited? She is on on
0: Wikipedia, they call her Egrain. I swear to God. The the Amazon captions called yes. her, like, fucking Elsa or something.
1: I am so confused by it this. It barely matters. It barely but matters. But it is odd. I... But, but the, the thing, like, when we see her die, mm-hmm. my initial assumption, not having remembered anything about this movie, <laughs> was that it was just a random guy. Uh-huh. And then I was like, well, no, it has to be Vortigern. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just some random guy, which would be so silly.
0: It would be pretty wild.
1: And I remember, they're like, though there's no secondary villain in this movie. It's, it's not like...
0: It, there's only him.
1: And I wonder if, like, what are we meant to assume? Because then later when we see that it is Vortigern, it's filmed like it's supposed to be a huge surprise. Like it's
0: a twist.
1: And it's like, we can process of elimination that shit right out.
0: Yeah. It's like, even if you were, were like, oh, it was him. It's not like you're like, what? It was Vortigern?
1: It was was the evil king who's been ruling just terribly for my entire life? Yeah,
0: right. It's like, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I didn't think he did it with his own hands. Or something. He got
1: like a lackey in a wild outfit to do it.
0: Sure, he made a monster. Whatever. Right. But it's not like it really materially matters in any way.
1: No, but it's meant to be a huge surprise.
0: They really, really make you wait for that non-reveal.
1: So much. And so many of the reveals are like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like, so when he escapes, jumps off the thing and escapes from his execution. Yeah. And then in the next scene, we see that he's tied up on a horse. Yes. You, You can put the dots together yourself as a viewer, I think, and be like, well, so these people who helped spring him are now taking him captive to some other place. Yes. But then 20 minutes later, they show that in a flashback.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of flashing back. Like
1: they want us to be confused for 20 minutes. How did he end up tied up by these people? Why would they do that? A
0: lot of flashing forward. There are like at least four scenes that are the like, so here's what happened or so here's how it's going to go. And then the person is telling the story as we
1: see it occur. I really like scenes like that. I do
0: too, but there are too many. There are so
1: many. The one that I think works really well is his like trials... Of like being popped around by the the giant bats. Yes, that one I liked. That one I liked.
0: Yeah, I okay. Yes, it's great. It's fun. What the fuck are the Darklands?
1: It it appears like he goes into this sort of circle. He goes into a
0: stone circle and and then he hallucinates
1: all this stuff.
0: Well, he but when he comes back, he like comes up from the ground or something. Like he definitely sort of obscure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes to a place, but there is no explanation as to. What the Darklands are, what this altar <laughs> is, or actually why he has why to do this. Why he's doing
1: thing. it. Just, just so he can be... Because they're, like, training him to be able... Because there's this whole thing. He can't wield the sword. It's too mm-hmm. powerful. And so, like, presumably this is part of his training to She's be She's like, able you to- gotta
0: go and do this. This is the next thing you gotta do. Why? Meh. What's we, the Darklands? Yeah. I... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about
1: it. Listen... In this kind of movie, such explanations would would not be
0: It doesn't really matter what the Darklands are, they're the Darklands.
1: Well, I think that's probably when they were editing this movie. I'm sure there was an explanation. And they were probably editing this movie and they were like, well, this exposition scene is dumb.
0: And so but then like, there's like the corresponding fucking mage's tower in the dark. And it's like, what? So So Vortifron's building a tower to be the same as that. does Vortigern know about the, the Dark, dark lands? lands? What is this? What is any of this? The whole
1: thing with the tower I didn't understand.
0: It, it, because it was not explained.
1: It, and again, here's the thing. In this type of movie, I do not have any confidence that explanations would have been good or interesting or useful or helpful.
0: But they're certainly not present. They're
1: missing. Which <laughs> they're, they're missing, which makes me think they must have been awful.
0: Okay, okay. So we're nearly half an hour into recording. And
1: we have just been talking about the movie. We
0: haven't even... Given a synopsis, which would be a challenge anyway. it's funny
1: because, like, it seems like it, but really there are just many digressions. Yeah. The synopsis is pretty simple. I mean, you have King Arthur. He's a, he's a... Well, first we have a prologue. I forgot. I forget about the prologue because it feels like it's from a different movie.
0: Yes, we have prologue, which I, I, you, I gotta mention because, of
1: course, it features Mordred. Mordred. Let's talk about Mordred.
0: Yeah, because he's... In this movie for fucking five minutes. He just Uh, seems
1: like an old evil mage guy with a big beard. Yeah. We barely see him. We
0: barely see him. Yeah. Because
1: because Eric Bana kills him immediately off screen.
0: Immediately. Yeah. The castle is under siege. By
1: giant elephants.
0: Elephants driven by Mordred. Mordred? Mordred has like a
1: pyramid, which is like a whole building.
0: On top of this giant, giant elephant. Yes. He's got, like, two giant elephants, and they're fucking, they're, like, wrecking balling the castle <laughs> with their trunk, with these boulders <laughs> hanging from their trunks. Is this, I fucking love
1: it. Is this precedented in Arthuriana? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this might be the first time, three episodes into The Grail Quest, where you... Won't be telling me about how it was more outlandish in the mythology. There
0: are, as far as I am aware, no mountain-sized elephants in Arthuriana uh, (laughs) to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mordred is a thing. I've heard that name before. Oh, well, yeah, you know Mordred. Do I? Yeah. Well, he's not like... He's not this guy. I thought I did, but he's not
0: like this. He's not this guy. No, he's... He's, Arthur's, Arthur's evil nephew son. Yes, yes.
1: That's what I thought.
0: They just, here is, this is, this is. Because from, Arthur from, isn't
1: even a thing. He's a little baby when this is happening. From
0: minute one, this movie is in name only, King Arthur. And that's why they I was second guessing myself.
1: Fucking, because I was like, I thought Mordred was Arthur's son. Why is he already here?
0: Yeah, see, he's not really Mordred. They just were like, that's they a just fucking a rad name. Name, a name
1: to use. <laughs> yeah,
0: that name's rad and scary. So we'll call him Mordred. Yeah, so Mordred's a sorcerer, and he's just some
1: sorcerer. He's evil. He's, he's evil, bad. He's
0: bad, and he's here to wreck up the palace and Eric Bana jumps onto Onto the the elephant elephant
1: and kills him and and all the elephants go away
0: but 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 Vortigern is Uther's brother
1: who is Vortigern normally
0: not Uther's brother
1: I've been so looking forward to this because I don't think there's a single other if if y'all know one please tell us I know but I don't think there's any other movie with Vortigern in it
0: yes so I will absolutely get to that let's just as quick as we can speed through a synopsis here. Yes. So Vortigern is brother and he's like, Be careful, Eric Bana, Uther brother. Um and then his nose is bleeding. Not it, it's we, we do get an explanation much, much, much later as to what's <laughs> happening here. Um Sort of. Sort of. Uh, anyway, so Uther fucking takes down Mordred, yep. and and saves the day. Um, and then we just get just the it. it everything happens so rapid fire. Turns yeah. out Vortigern is gonna coup Arthur. Yeah, and he he's does a, this. He's,
1: he's a baddie. He's
0: a bad brother who wants to do a coup, and he. The, sacrifices his wife to something to, in yeah, a water cave
1: yeah. in order
0: to get wizard power to coo his brother and then he does so um
1: <laughs> right
0: and little baby arthur is put into a boat and washes up in londinium um and raised by prostitutes in, the in a brothel, brothel yes and then we get the most fun part
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the part I love the most. Uh, he grows up.
0: His his growing up montage of of being a fun street boy. Crappy
1: street boy. He's fighting. He's, he's saving up money. He's
0: training with Kung Fu George. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs>
0: and um, meanwhile, Vortigern's a bad and evil king. Um, and some... The, boy, a lot of things happen. Uh, the water level... Le- recedes in the sword in the stone. The, yep, here it is. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, with, with within about two days, he comes up with the most like insane uh, infrastructure. For, yes, for testing. Yes, people. he's
0: just basically shanghaiing. All of the young men of the appropriate age to test them to see if they're Arthur and then
1: brand them,
0: brand them to, to
1: indicate that they're not.
0: Yes, just but just also everyone's
1: saying like the whole thing isn't real and it's all fake. But come, test and brand yourself anyway.
0: Yes, but there are there are stirrings. People are waiting for the born king. king, the born king. What a phrase. Uh, meanwhile, Arthur is like kind of become something of a of a of a street gang boss yes running the brothel now there's a
1: whole little part where we sort of see what his day is like
0: and i really like that that's scene. like
1: my favorite part in the whole movie with all the banter yeah. yes
0: yes and it's the like tell me what happened and yes. then he's telling the story and it's like well wait no go back what happened there
1: who did you see? even this is a little bit marvel because it reminds me of certain scenes from ant-man
0: yes you're right uh, but, but it's very
1: fun. Yes, it's, it's very, very fun,
0: and frankly, one of the things that made Ant Man maybe a little more interesting than other Marvel movies. It's
1: very true. So it's, uh, you know. Yes. So, but but the truth yeah. is that they they owe Edgar Wright some pennies.
0: Probably so. <laughs> um. But yes, we get this fun sort of interrogation scene because Arthur's in some trouble. He beat up a Viking that is under the protection Who of King like Vortigern,
1: not Mads Mickelson. Yes. Every time he showed up, every time I was like, "Oh, Matt's Mikkelsen," and I was, like, "Oh, no, he's not." But at first glance, you can kind of, mm.
0: maybe you could hope, but it's not. Um, yeah. But we get the sense that, yeah. that Arthur, you know, he's very savvy. He's very um, uh, streetwise, and he's got a very good heart. Yes. Uh, you know, he he is something of a thug, but he deeply cares for these sex workers that have raised yes. him, and, and he, he takes very good care of them because,
1: like the. One of them has been abused by Vikings and he.
0: He goes gets, and beats the guy up and gets, gets a money. year's
1: worth of wages for her.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we see that, like, you know, he grows up seeing the sort of abuse that they suffer and he yep. says, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to get strong so that I can protect them. Like, he, yeah. in his heart, is somebody who sees the weak being abused and says, I can't stand for that.
1: I think it's really important that that's there yes. because it is not continuously emphasized throughout the film.
0: True. He does. Behave like something of an ass.
1: For most of it. And then it's like, whoa, yeah, he's kidding. But
0: he always has been somebody who yes. feels that he has to protect the weak.
1: Yes. He's, yeah, he's He the cares champion of for the his dog.
0: own yeah. and, yeah. Um, but
1: he's also very politically neutral.
0: <laughs> yes. He doesn't want to get involved with politics. He just cares for his loved
1: ones yes he sells out poor goose fat bill
0: well because he poses a threat threat, yeah to the the people that he is responsible for um yeah so he he sells out goose fat bill (laughs) aiden (laughs) gillen he's there's a
1: lot of people in this movie who i think might have been in game of thrones but i can't remember for sure aiden gillen was aiden gillen was definitely in game of thrones
0: (laughs) but yeah so then he's interrogated about it turns out that this viking that he beat up is under
1: the protection of the king and it's like
0: oh shit now he's in trouble
1: made the wrong move
0: turns out they're coming for him and he has to run away and And then as
1: kind of like grabbed up to be to test the sword yeah he's quite coincidental just
0: very coincidentally very randomly ends up pulled out of this boat to go and test and he's impatient and just kind of cuts the line (laughs) which
1: I think it's somebody because nobody's mad at him because they're just like, we don't care if you cut the line. Like,
0: don't fuck with this guy. Do you yeah. see his shoulders? Just leave him alone. And also, alone. it's just
1: like, nobody's excited to be there. No,
0: Yeah, wh- don't, <laughs> why do you care? We're all going to be here all day anyway. That's what I was thinking. Like, this guy will beat you up. Just yeah. let him go. Just let him go. you you see those biceps just don't even bother uh and then david beckham is like put both your hands on the sword why david beckham's here who can
1: say who can say he was available
0: (laughs) yeah they just Uh, yeah he just wanted to be in it i don't know is he friends with guy
1: Ritchie? almost certainly
0: Probably just that, wanted a cameo. That
1: totally checks out that they would be friends, yeah. doesn't it? Like, yeah, it almost does. guaranteed. He just they're... gave his
0: friend this cameo of being this guard yelling guaranteed, at Arthur. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, and then pow, boom, he pulls Imagine, the sword from the stone. And
1: passes out.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then they capture yeah. him, and Vortigran's like... So it's fucking you then, huh? Yeah. And Arthur's like, I would really like to just go home. It's, Vortigran's I don't, don't want to like, make trouble.
1: Sorry, I got to kill you.
0: <laughs> have to make an example of you. You know how it There's
1: goes. There's a big elaborate execution that's going to occur.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and then a mage shows up to talk to Sir Bedivere.
1: She's been sent by Merlin. Oh, sent
0: by Merlin. Um, Bedivere. Who will, who will not
1: be appearing in this picture. No.
0: no. Bedivere is Jim Anso. Yes. Great to see Great. him. Yeah. Always a good sign for a fantasy movie. When he's when he's yes. there, it's it's he, always a plus. It's in the plus
1: column. He's underused in this.
0: He is, but he often is. Yes,
1: in almost everything.
0: <laughs> he just gets to show up and be like, and you're like, oh, it's Steven Osso. Yeah, and, and then the,
1: he's just kind of around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she uh, springs him.
0: Yep, yep. They yes. He's gonna be executed. They're gonna make a big example of him, and she uses her magical animal powers to yes. get him out.
1: Magic and in this is just giant animals. That's almost all it yeah, is yeah she
0: just sends animals around to fuck with people she's yeah. got a big eagle
1: friend yeah some kind is, of is it a friend or is it like she's projecting herself into the eagle it's unclear to me yeah
0: it's some kind of familiar
1: yeah
0: i don't know doesn't matter
1: it kind of was like are they trying to give us a little bit of a lady hawk vibe
0: yeah i don't but know
1: it's sort of not yeah eh. they
0: they take him uh, away, and they the, have the some banter. Bit, yeah, he they, does a yeah. lot of, he just does a lot of quipping in the woods. Oh,
1: so much quipping.
0: <laughs> and they take him to the hideout, and they're like, here's the thing, we want to use you to yeah. take down Vortigar. And
1: he's like, oh, I don't want to be political. Yes. Basically.
0: I, I'm, <laughs> I am refusing the call to adventure yes. right now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but, you know, it becomes, and she's like, well, I know you have these fucking nightmares about stuff so if you work with me on this sword thing right we can maybe make those go away away. and he's like i guess that convinced me
1: that was that was the one point where i was really riffing at the movie because i was like it would really help the movie if the nightmares went away as well because they're boring (laughs) yeah frankly
0: yeah they're very repetitive yes like we already saw basically the whole scene in in the prologue
1: and then we just keep seeing little bits of it again
0: yeah, it's the, it's a lot. Um, I so, didn't even
1: realize that there were sort of like willfully things cut out.
0: Yeah, in the prologue. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't quite work. Yes, um, so then they
1: go to the darklands. Yeah,
0: they're like, you have to go to the darklands, and Bedivere's like, no way is he going to the darklands. And, and then then, it, then they're, and
1: they're in the darklands. Dark yeah, you yeah, know, and that's it's that that yeah. gag. Uh, yeah. and he he's he gets carried around by giant bats and fights some R-O-S-S-s and Yes, he does fight yeah. some. R-O-S-s, and that's
0: exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah it's it's silly. there's some wolves.
1: it's fun yeah um
0: there's a big tower there. he puts the sword on the altar and it goes whoosh
1: yeah. and then he comes
0: home um after a new a, a, a m- marginally new vision yeah but mm. not really yeah uh- uh-huh. and he but one thing that we do learn is that the stone that the sword was in. Is Uther.
1: I love that. It's That's so That's a
0: bizarre thing I've never seen before. And, and it's
1: not really... It's just a thing. You just gotta roll with it. Like, Uther's cornered.
0: Uh-huh. And, and he
1: throws the sword up and kneels. And it's... And the sword stabs him real good and he becomes... He turns to stone.
0: And then sinks and then to the sinks bottom of to, the sea.
1: Is this some kind of agreement he has with the sword? Is this something anybody can do? Uh, he,
0: Uther just knows he knows how that, to use the sword. He knows
1: that that's what'll happen. Um, it's very and he so he's
0: like, "Well, I can't let Vortigern get the sword, so I'm and gonna so just, make sure that only one day yeah. Arthur can get it out right. of so, my stone so body."
1: Uther, Uther being the stone—very
0: interesting twist—is
1: original. Yeah, you. We can safely say we won't see another movie in this project where that occurs.
0: Never, never heard I, of that. Um, i think
1: it's funny that i didn't notice before when he pulls the sword from the stone i was not like the stone is shaped like a kneeling man it's
0: because it's not
1: it sort of is though when I we mean, see it
0: kind of
1: it's right not, on the line
0: but not in the way that it is when he first turns to
1: stone no it's true because it, ro- it it's been eroding i guess for 20 years down there under the yeah uh... what a strange thing Nobody guessed that about this movie. That that might be something that they intended to be surprising that genuinely is surprising. Yeah,
0: I'm into it. I'm not mad about it. Um, And yeah, the fucking demon knight. I don't know, whatever. So (laughs) um, Arthur's like, well, shit, I guess I gotta do this stuff. All right, fine. Um, And we find out that Vortigern actually teamed up with Mordred to attack Camelot. Um, and it was the plan all along. Again, all right. Not,
1: not, doesn't really mean anything. It
0: doesn't. He already cooed him. Like, yeah. what does it
1: matter? We already know he's the big baddie.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: It's not like we thought he just became evil afterwards.
0: And we learn about this tower that, that Vortigern is building. The,
1: the, the taller he builds the tower, the more powerful he becomes.
0: So He can light candles with his magic now. <laughs>
1: That's the funny thing is, like, it took him... How many years do we think it took him?
0: I don't know how long he's been building it, but that's a lot of feet of tower for but him to barely be able to, be light, able a to light a candle. And it's not very magical.
1: Well, and it's funny, too, because some of the power that he gets, according to the strange uh, ladies in the, the place. Sirens. The sirens, yes. But with a Y.
0: Sirens with a Y.
1: So that was consistent in our subtitles, yes. then. Uh, but it seems like they gave him some magic. But also the tower gives it him some magic. It is unclear
0: where the delineation between the tower magic and the siren magic is.
1: Uh, the we... sirens turn him into the, the give him the outfit.
0: <laughs> but the tower gives him the hadoken.
1: I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, point being, we know that Arthur has got to be at least in his 30s, one would imagine. There's a whole... Kind of hard to there's say. There's a whole actor in between child him and final form him yeah
0: i mean he could be in his tw- you know we've got child him teen him 20s him that's I don't true know. it
1: could be like he looks a little craggy but it,
0: who that say? that happened
1: to you back then
0: who uh,
1: who, who could can say, say
0: and how much does, does it, matter? it matter
1: but point being he's been building this tower for a long time whoa he can light a candle yeah everyone's really freaked out about how he can light a candle
0: yeah well because there aren't supposed to be ma- any right mages Right. And that's an interesting trope that I see come up from time to time in Arthurian stuff. Oh. That I don't think has any basis in legend is this like we've we've gotten rid of all the magicians. Because well, like that's a big thing in like the T V show Merlin. Right. But I'm not sure where that where
1: comes started. from started.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, so Arthur's like, alright, I guess I'm working with y'all now, and I'm good at making plans about things, and we're gonna fuck with Vortigern for a while, and they do all these fun things to sort I, of fuck around I with I really enjoyed this
1: part of the movie, too. It's really fun.
0: Yeah, I like all of Arthur's planning and scheming.
1: Well, and then, like, everybody else has, there's all these bits where somebody else has a plan, and he's like, well, how are we gonna do that?
0: Uh-huh. And, it's, it's, and they're it's like, really I know. Yeah, exactly. I know a guy. Yeah, <laughs> and they so, set the
1: city—they set a city on fire with mead.
0: Well, no, they burn his favorite castle, castle with, with brandy. With brandy.
1: I watched this movie yesterday, and this is how, how much I'm.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the prostitutes knows the brandy yes, guy, the, brandy, the guy. brandy
1: guy, and they have a big explosion.
0: <laughs> yes, so they end up, and they're trying to make <laughs> Vortigern go to Londinium. I'm Claire doesn't really matter. They're they trying up, to get his attention. Yes, they set up an opportunity for an assassination attempt. Yes. Because Goose Fat Bill...
1: Goose Fat Bill. ...is a sniper. Yes. <laughs> he. I I like that one thing they do feel the need to explain is why, why he's, he's called, called Goose Fat Bill... It's
0: because he's so slippery. He's so
1: good at escaping.
0: Yep. Sure, why not? Uh, it's not a very flattering name, but it's a very it, Guy Ritchie name. It
1: is a very Guy Ritchie name. Uh, there's also a guy whose name is Wet Stick.
0: Wet Stick. Well, yeah. He's not just some guy, but we'll get there. Um, (laughs) So, yes, they set up this assassination attempt, but Vortigern figures it out and has a decoy. And so Goosefat Bill just, like, kills some guards he hates instead. Which is just so
1: deranged. It's funny. It's really funny.
0: It's like, I hate those fucking guys, so I'll just take this opportunity. They're not going to know where we are.
1: Exactly. But
0: then chaos in the city... Um, big
1: escape scene. Big escape
0: scene, and uh, our friend Backlack is mm-hmm. injured in the fray. Um,
1: this bit goes on for a long it time. It goes
0: on for a shockingly long time, given how fast much of the movie goes. Yeah,
1: well, I think because like whenever Jude Law is around, the movie slows down.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like there, Backlack's like go on without me. Yeah. I'll get. I'll meet up with you. And then he gets found by Vortigern.
1: His child shows up, and
0: and he... now I like this scene a lot because this scene is I actually good. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. he... you're like, uh oh, Blue's gonna like fuck this up because yeah. he's a kid, but he is a smart ass kid. He and lets he does it go the... for
1: a long time. He yeah, does... yeah,
0: yeah. He, he... valiant. Fucking effort to lie yes. and get out of this yes. situation. That's good
1: character work, actually, in this. Yeah.
0: Scene. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, because he's a fucking street kid and yeah. he, knows he knows what happens. He knows he's ha- tough, who, yeah. He yeah, knows yeah. what to say when the cops show up. Right, right. They right. taught him what to say right. when the cops show up. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> it works, and then he loses his but, ear. And yeah, he can't, you can't you expect can't, a kid yeah. to keep his
0: cool when his dad gets his ear cut off. Yeah. Um, so they man- manage to escape. Um,. But only at the sacrifice of backlack. Um, Arthur gets Arthur, he very gets his, mad.
1: His sword powers.
0: Well, yeah, he not yet. So first, all the he stuff gets, with
1: backlack getting killed happens before. I
0: think so. Oh,
1: this part of the movie is just like
0: because he gets all angry and throws the sword into the lake and runs I thought away. That into happened the after
1: this whole bit in George's place where he. Kills all the people.
0: No, and this he's like, happened. Now I'm gonna jump oh, down Oh, you're hole. right. We skipped the whole fucking.
1: The whole thing in George's place where he—that you see—that's the part I was talking about. Right,
0: right, right. That does happen before Backlack dies. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Because this part of the escaping. movie is just
1: a big whole little movie of its own. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's true. They're escaping. They, they're get, escaping, cornered, they get cornered. and Everyone
1: wants to fight for him, and he's like, "Well, I can't yeah, jump the down the guys hole." Yeah. All the guys at the fucking else. dojo. This is like his sort of macho Gairichi moment where he's like, well, "I can't let everyone else fight for me and escape yeah. myself."
0: All his gym friends are yeah. like, "We gotta fight the cops." Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, "You
1: go escape, and we'll fight." We'll and, fight. And he's like, "No." And so he. Slow mo, crazy. The sword. world stops and he kills everybody. Yes, with a bunch of dust. And,
0: and it's actually kind of great, yeah. How he like yeah. explodes everybody, and then he's just like breathing heavily for like a fucking,
1: yep, a, a minute. long time. And he's we'll like, just, I'm going down, down the, the hole, hole now. now. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes,
0: yeah, so no, you're right. And then the scene happens with, with Vortigern and Bagheera dying and, and, kid, and all yeah. that. And then Arthur gets angry and, and he throws the,
1: this his part sword is so. Away. It's so much. And
0: he gets real sad and he, he runs through the woods. He falls into a
1: mud puddle and gets, the lady of the lake gives- Pulls him pulls into him, the mud
0: puddle. Because she's in every body in of water. In every
1: body of water, naturally. Of
0: course. Um, so she like gives him a talking to underwater and gives him the sword back. And his friends find him just like fucking on the forest floor covered in mud. And he's like, okay, I'm better now. I I'm going to do what I have to do. They're just riding
1: along and they just happen to see him in yeah, the mud puddle. Yeah. They just
0: find him like, "Yeah, we figured you ran away yeah. into the woods angrily." Yeah. And he's like, "All right, well, I got to take a water skin bath."
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, we're going to do some stuff. So um the point I got in the a movie... plan now. We're going to walk in the front door of Camelot."
1: Right. This is the point in the movie when he was interacting with the lady in the in the lake where I got to tell Alex about what I found out about in our last episode yes. about the Lady of the Lake and and the Lake Society and all of the yes,
0: well we've got three ladies of lakes unclear yeah, which lake lady this this one is.
1: is. It seems like yeah, this is just a, a she's composite, just a
0: lady of the lake yeah,
1: and she exists in she's the one of water with the sword. She definitely came from one of the scripts that we do know about that was supposed to be an Excalibur remake.
0: Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Because that's, Excalibur's the, got a lady in a She lake. can
1: do any body of water thing comes from that movie. Almost certainly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's definitely not in
1: fucking <laughs> more Darthur. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, yes, he's like, all right, we're going to go and do the thing. Um, but the one kid who got captured in the fray g- gives away They're, their location. Yeah. And Mage and Blue have been kidnapped by vortigern
1: i'm confused by this it's all right yeah it doesn't matter mage
0: and blue were left behind at the hideout while they went and looked for arthur
1: she seems a little bit powerful to be kidnapped like a regular movie woman you'd
0: think so but we certainly don't see it go down the
1: only thing i could think is like she didn't want to make it clear that she's a mage and so she had to just sit on it
0: yeah uh, 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 uh it happened um, And
1: she's released almost immediately
0: and what's, the, 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 our sort of auxiliary bad guy for the scene, the, um, the oh, black the leg guy. guard, yeah. Mischief John, is yes. that his name? Yes, Mischief John? Mischief Jack? Some-
1: Mischief John, yeah. Mischief
0: John. I swear to God, this scene, it, it's just, it could be in any fucking Guy Ritchie movie, it, it, it just take yep. this dialogue and put it. On some people in some kind of seedy, like, warehouse. It's I, so funny to me when he's like, just, Yeah. My missus will be right cross. It was my turn to cook dinner tonight. Like, what? And
1: I really thought, Oh, this guy has been in every Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> you know, because he seems like it.
0: Yeah, he's a very Guy Ritchie kind he of a fella.
1: He really hasn't. He He's has, just that kind of a guy. He has been in tons of movies. Like, he was in Kingsman, and he was in uh-huh. Stardust. Uh-huh. And so it's like... So he's this... He plays this type of guy he's in every a movie. He's just a
0: gruff Cockney fellow. Yes. Um, and he shows up to do the gruff Cockney crooked cop thing. And it's just... It's really funny. It's like if he it's just like the the weird contrast of the dialogue especially talking about how his wife will be mad cuz he's supposed to cook dinner tonight and it's like
1: how does this square with our understanding of anything yeah
0: it doesn't and in, he's the in world this, of this insane this movie. evil armor it's the funniest thing that i've ever seen um so basically he's like yeah um you got to surrender or bad things will happen to your friends sure and so Bedivere brings the sword to Vortigern and it's like, yeah, we're going to take the mage back. And as soon as she returns, then Arthur will come. He's he, he's not a threat to you without the sword, so... <laughs> um, I like
1: how they managed to get through this whole thing, even though her character doesn't have a name and she's just the mage. Yeah. But of course they can't tell Vortigern that she's a mage, because that's kind of their whole she's plan. She's the girl. Yeah, exactly. Scholar,
0: the girl. Um, so... They make the trade, and then before he, Arthur goes to the castle, the mage is like, I'm going to give you this venom. Yep. And it's going to make you see things you don't want to see. Yep. Completely unclear what the point of this was. Uh,
1: it No, it becomes clear later. Not to me, so I'd love you to explain it. Well, because when the 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 giant snake
0: um yeah so yeah he goes to the the, castle
1: i think the idea as silly as it is is that he's protected from the snake because the snake is like oh that guy already was bitten
0: because but like why do we even need that like she's in control of the snakes
1: because the snake just like looks at arthur like it's gonna bite him and then it goes nah not you
0: I just don't even understand why any of that was necessary. She's in control of the snakes. We could just trust to some that degree, she wouldn't let the snakes hurt him. Hurt him. We didn't can need Can she that. see
1: what's going on in there, or does she just send the snake in there and say, go ham?
0: I don't know. Because that
1: was my assumption, was that she can tell the snake where to go. It just
0: feels like they're solving a problem they didn't need, need to decide to, that now, they had.
1: I agree with that. <laughs> but I was watching it, and I was like, why does she have the snake bite him? And then again, there's that weird moment where Arthur and the snake make eye contact yeah. and then the snake turns away and goes after somebody else. And I was like, so that's why she had the snake bite him. Sure, okay.
0: I don't... It just felt, Does it make sense? It, no. It was just a whole lot of nonsense.
1: <laughs> it's because they need to have as many psychedelic flashback dream sequences in this movie as they can possibly so get away with. It's
0: fucking true. So, yeah, he goes in and then surprise attack snakes. Big, big... Big, big snakes. Um,
1: I like it. It's fun. The
0: snake wrecks everybody. Well, no, but you have
1: to talk about the funniest part, which is that they get Vortigern to swing the sword so that it gets stuck in a... Stuck in a pillar. And once the sword is stuck in any kind of stone, apparently, only, only Arthur can retrieve it.
0: Yes. The implication <laughs> so, is very funny.
1: And so, like, Vortigern does it, and he and Arthur kind of look at each other like, like they both whoops, know what just happened. Yeah. And it's like... Just any time the sword gets stuck in anything stone. Yeah,
0: you've got to be real careful, Vortigern. (laughs) So.
1: And was this their plan? Maybe. Or was it a happy accident?
0: Unclear. Nothing matters.
1: Um, I love the idea that that was their plan.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh... So, uh, Vortigern gets away. Um, (laughs) Bedivere and Co. start attacking the castle. Um, Arthur gets the sword out of the pillar because he can. Yeah. Um, And follows Vortigern to the tower. Um, And Vortigern oh has has sacrificed his daughter now to the sirens. It's supposed
1: to be a huge dramatic deal, but we're all kind of like, yeah, we've seen this before.
0: Um, Why else would she be in the movie? Yeah, he becomes the Demon Knight again, thanks to them. Um, and they have a big, big fight in the tower after Arthur like cuts through a hundred guys. That's the really, really, cool.
1: really video gamey feeling it's part. Very
0: much. It's a lot of fun. It's it's very superheroes. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> I haven't seen the movie Immortals, but that's what I kind of imagine that movie looks like.
0: Probably so. I've not seen it either. Big fight. <laughs> at the end um so i feel like again very video games arthur like restarts the boss battle yeah like he fights him and then gets like he like loses the fight and then has a vision again yes of his dad but this time he catches the sword before it Goes yep. into Uther and, and he's like... And now
1: he's ready.
0: Now he's ready. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. Uh, but suddenly, we're starting the fight over again from the beginning.
1: Alex and I were making jokes about that part. He
0: just restarted the boss fight.
1: It's kind of interesting. It's sort of avant-garde. I don't... <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. um And he, uh. and he kicks Vortigern's ass. And he's like, hey, thanks for turning me into me.
1: Yeah. And, and like... We had a whole discussion about that bit, because I was like, oh, I actually really like that. And Alex was like, it's in the wrong movie. And I was like, well, you're kind of not wrong. Yeah. Because there's like... And he was just like, there's no flowery dialogue in the rest it, of the thing. It's
0: out of place. And it's, but
1: it's it's an interesting vibe. It's,
0: it's, a, it's a great idea. It's a great sentiment for the movie.
1: I believe... The reason why it's in there is because they can't just have him be vengeful. Because then you get the idea that right. he wouldn't be a great king.
0: Right. We have to have this moment of him being gracious or something. So that, yeah. So, Vortigern has died. Arthur is king. They have a big mass funeral. Yeah. Um,
1: just like at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yes. And then we see the round table being built.
1: Yeah, we have a table. I was we have so a excited because I well, didn't remember if there's quarters a, three of quarters table. of a table. It's still a table. It's yeah. just not completely round yet. And they it's they a rag little...
0: on the table.
1: Yeah, because I was like,
0: it's obviously a table, y'all.
1: I was really wondering, because I've wondered this before, and I might have even asked this last time, was a the idea of a round table just like without precedent at this time?
0: I don't think so.
1: Because <laughs> they treat it like it is. They're yeah. like, they're like, why is it round? They're like, did you, did you roll it through the door? Like, yeah, they can't believe this idea of a table that I think is also it's round. it's just
0: that dumb thing where they have to like make fun of the iconic thing from the story.
1: That is very superhero movie-ish somehow. It's what we expect. It's Yeah. We're it's, it, it, going back right to the first X-Men movie where they're like, the, look at these suits we're wearing. Like, this is,
0: we look stupid. Yeah. 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 Um, so, it's that, I think. I think it's just that. <laughs>
1: Seriously, because it's just a round table!
0: It's not that big of a deal. It's a very big table. You could maybe make fun of how large it is, how impractically large it is. They to have do a, a little table bit. That round, or that, that size yeah. that's round, but it's clearly a table, um... And then he has a chat with the Vikings. Yeah. And they're and like, like You were that you're supposed to give us all these boys and he's like, I'm not giving you any boys. And yeah. they're like, Fair enough.
1: He yeah, he ends the slave trade in a minute. Yep. With diplomacy. No
0: more boys for you, Vikings. And they're like Alright, boss.
1: He he rolls a nat twenty.
0: Yes, on his persuasion. <laughs> yes. And all the Vikings <laughs> kneel before him.
1: Yeah, for some reason.
0: And that's the that's, end of the
1: that's f- King Arthur legend of well, the sword. It summarized it pretty well. I Yeah, we I mean as well
0: as we could. Um <laughs> it's it's a it's a, it's too much movie. It's too much movie. There's, there's there,
1: Do we want to talk about the table? It just Yeah, yeah let's do our let's do our little table, table assessment. Or round table talks.
0: <laughs> yes, a round <laughs> table talk. I like the look of this table. It looks cool. Yeah, it's got like swirly patterns. The color scheme
1: is nice. Yeah,
0: it looks At like it first, will be an interesting there's like table. little
1: smaller circles on it that I initially thought were cup holders, which I thought was very silly. That's <laughs> where you put your Guinness. <laughs> for like coasters or something.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a shame we don't get to see it
1: complete. Yeah. Well, because that was, that's their sequel hook. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's an attractive table. It is. I like it.
1: Yeah, the three-quarters of it that we see. Yeah. A little bit more interesting
0: looking, but... looking than some other tables. It's yes. It's got more yes, sort of going on. Yeah.
1: And we get to see some of the knights.
0: Yes, because of course we find out there when they all get knighted at the end.
1: And this um, is so funny. I remember telling you about this when we were talking about the movie before. And it's I had forgotten what a surprise it's supposed to be.
0: Yes. So it turns out that um, Wet Stick... Is actually Tristan. Tristan.
1: Would they have done a Tristan and Isolde movie as part of this?
0: I want to know. I mean, he's a handsome fellow, so very possibly. It seems possibly. like they must have
1: cast him with that in mind.
0: Yeah, it would have been interesting. And and he's and in fact, he's a he's a person of color, which right. would have been very interesting as well. Yeah. Um. And we also find out, so we've got, Um, I mean, Percy was just obviously going to be fucking Percival. Like his uh, name is that's Percy. That's
1: not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was kind of surprised that we didn't get any, like, more mm-hmm. surprise. It's a little bit
1: half-assed. Like, like,
0: I was wondering, like, is Blue going to turn out to be somebody? And maybe he would have?
1: Maybe he would have eventually. It could have been literally anybody, as you know. Could have been anybody. I mean, now, Kung Fu George. Kung Fu George.
0: <laughs> what? What about Kung Fu George?
1: Is Is knighted as well.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, he's Sir George.
1: Is there a Sir George in the round no, table? No, I mean we've
0: got we've got this we've got a, a goosefoot bill is Sir William.
1: Are these notable people? These are
0: not notable knights of the round table, but uh, in various versions, various tellings, there could be uh, fucking hundreds of knights. Like it's not well, cuz
1: like these the are not round... notable
0: knights of the round table, but mm-hmm. it's not unprecedented to just have some random knights. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, George and William are not. Bedivere, yes. um, of course, is. And, in fact, one of the earliest mentioned knights of Arthur. Oh, interesting. So, okay. to have him be one of, like, the first ones mm-hmm. adds up and is a perfectly reasonable choice. Sure. So, so that's this movie. Yes. Um, And, and so, we've got a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with anything. Right. Most of this movie is only nominally connected to Arthurian legend at all. Right. We've already talked about Mordred. Fucking Sorcerer Mordred.
1: We're Um, going to see, like, real Mordred in other movies.
0: Mordred will come up, Um, yes. Because Mordred is, of course, best known as... Though there, there are versions of Mordred who are just like...
1: A villain, bad or, guy, yeah, yeah. bad guy, but and I but then he's been codified as, as his weird,
0: his weird incest, incest son with, with his uh, half sister Marcos. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, that's what M- Mordred has most famously been. Right. Um,
1: so yeah, <laughs> and and we'll have opportunities to talk about him.
0: Yes, he'll come up. He'll come up. V-
1: Vortigern won't.
0: Vortigern surely will not. Uh, so yes, I've mentioned Bedivere. He, um, he is the one who, uh, famously, um, upon Arthur's death, returns the sword to the Lady of the Lake.
1: Naturally, okay.
0: Um, he's like, I don't want to throw this nice sword into that lake. Arthur, and Arthur's like, I'm dying right now. You, you have gotta to do, do what do I this. say. You have to. No one else can get this sword.
1: The classic moment. Yeah, Yeah. so he chucks
0: it in, and the lady of the lake catches it, and he's like, oh, good. (laughs) Oh, good. That lake lady's taking it back. (sighs) Yes, so. So, Uther and Vortigern. So, this version decides they're brothers. Yeah. Okay. So, most of what this is ostensibly going to be drawing upon, Mm -hmm. just by Virtue of having Vortigern is gonna be Geoffrey of Monmouth. Okay. The 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 history of the kings of England. Sure. Um. So, uh. Um. Vortigern as a character, very. We don't need to. We don't need to go too deep into it. Um. He was advisor to, um. Uther's. Father.
1: Oh, so he's really back there.
0: He's way, way back there. So he was advisor to Luther's father, kind of a snivelly character. Kind of sort a sort of a
1: greem of worm tongue.
0: A bit of a greem of worm tongue, but oh. but 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 more ambitious. Okay. Because more of a Jafar, shall we say. Okay,
1: okay. Interesting. Interesting.
0: <laughs> so so in um Historia Regum Britana um, mm. Con, uh constantinius the the father of uther and others um he is assassinated
1: sure oh um
0: he is uh it's not strictly clear that vortigern had something to do with this
1: but it's like you can wonder
0: but you can wonder um so one of um uther's brother is constance he mm-hmm. was older than um uther and his other brother aurelius ambrosius um and Vortigern's like you gotta y- yeah you're like being a monk or something you got to come and be king now mm-hmm. and he's still quite young uther and and uh, aurelius are like children at this okay. time and constance is older mm-hmm. um but kind of a fuck up sure. and Vortigern's like you have to be the king now right but he just puts him on the throne as a puppet king and Naturally. vortigern is ruling um and then Vortigern ends up um orchestrating the assassination of Constance um through some insurgent Picts.
1: and and, and that time we know he did it
0: we know he did it that time yes sure. he specifically arranges for these Picts to come mm-hmm. and get some rowdy and they kill the king like, uhm yeah. mm-hmm. So, he ends up kind of weaseling his way into being the king because Aurelius Ambrosius and, and Uther are still, still very children. young, and they kind of they they, they flee um,
1: naturally Macbeth cause, style. Cause, well, naturally, if you, if your older sibling is the king and dies, yes, y- you get out of town. So
0: the, so the boys get out of town, and Vortigern becomes king. Uh, yes. Uh yeah, they go and, and, and hide away in Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he ends up, you know, Vortigern's king, but fucking people hate him. He's not a good king. He's a tyrant. kind the of king. Same as in the movie. Yes. Um, but he so he's he's unsure about he feels insecure in his rule. Uh-huh. And so he's like, I gotta get some Saxons in here to help me. <laughs> keep control of this
1: place. He needs some consultants.
0: No, he needs some mercenaries. I
1: see, I see, I see. The
0: Saxons come and the the princes hangist and Horsa. And they're the Saxon princes who come to sort of back up Vortigern. Sure. Um and basically they're like, Great, yes, we'll help you in exchange for a bunch of land. Yes. And um there's kind of a funny story because you know there always has to be these kinds of stories. Um, where they're like, we want all the land we can cover with a single ox hide, and Vortigern's like, uh, sure, That's, that sounds yeah, good to me. Yeah. And then they cut it into a very, 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 very thin strip and wrap <laughs> it around like the whole fucking city. What on earth? And so, with this exciting <sighs> loophole, they hey. end up swindling him out of a lot of land he didn't think he would have to give up. Naturally. Um.
1: Classic. Yes. The classic oxhide swindle.
0: Yep. You know how these stories go. Oh, yes. People hate Vortigern. They hate the Saxons. Um, Vortigern falls in love with Hengist's daughter, Rowena. Okay. And he's like, I'll give you anything. I just got to marry Rowena. And they're like, give us Kent. Wow. And he's like, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Saxons re-
0: are just taking more and more he's, and more land. He's
1: responsible for some real restructuring. Yes, he's, he's,
0: he's not a good king, Vortigern.
1: He's just giving everything away to the Saxons.
0: And he's got a son, Vortimer.
1: Vortimer. Vortigern's oh. son,
0: Vortimer, and he's like, Dad, you fucking suck. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise an army and and fight the Saxons.
1: Sure, because you keep giving them our land. I
0: hate this. I'm a Briton. Why <laughs> are you giving our land to the oh. Saxons? Uh. And the Saxons just like keep multiplying and and asking for more and more, and Fortran's like, "I can't keep feeding you uh, there's too many of you, and the Saxons are like your funeral buddy mm-hmm. um and so they just start pillaging and uh. So now, fucking, not only is Vortigern like in trouble with Britons that hate him for like being a bad king and cooing them, also the Saxons, the Saxons hate are after him too. Him. He's in he's in bad shape, and he's like, I gotta go and build a new castle. So he's trying to build a stronghold. Um, so he's
1: also trying to build something. He
0: is trying to build something. This is uh. this is a very important. This is maybe the most crucial part of the Vortigern story. He's trying to build this castle. But every morning, they get up and they see the previous day's work has been destroyed. What is happening here? What do I do? Vorgan's like, magicians, advisors, what do I need to do in order to make my castle stay up? And they're like, you have to find a boy with no father and sacrifice him. And that's Merlin. What? That, yes. He He ends up finding... The boy Merlin, because, as we may have mentioned in the past, I think I think in the very first episode of Grail Quest. Yes. Um, Merlin is the son of a human woman and a demon. Right. And he was basically supposed to be the Antichrist. Right. But then he got better.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they
0: fixed him when he got born. They baptized him and stuff.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
0: Fixed him. But
1: he was he a magical child or just a regular child?
0: He's a magical child. Sure. That's why he's a magical child. Because he's they, the he's, Antichrist.
1: Who, but now he's been super blessed and stuff.
0: Yeah, so he's just kind of like a weird demon kid. Gotcha. Mostly he's got the power of prophecy. So, gotcha. they're like, uh-huh, this is the boy with no father. And they take yep. him to mm-hmm. Vortigern, and he's like, so you're the boy I need to sacrifice. And he's like, okay, well, your funeral, I can help you. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> right, right. he's like,
0: uh, listen, I can tell you what's wrong with your castle. There's some dragons under there.
1: Oh, okay. There's a
0: cavern under this mountain, and the dragons are fighting, and every night, they rattle around, and they and it... knock down your castle. <laughs> listen, this... Ooh. you don't need these terrible magicians i'm the better magician and i'm like seven Wow! so <laughs> this is and this is the famous story of the white dragon and the red dragon
1: oh yeah okay they're
0: locked in conflict mm-hmm. um the white representing the saxons and the red representing the british
1: so, of course, Vortigern had to pick the exact spot to build his castle where the metaphorical dragons live under fighting yes, each other.
0: The metaphor for the conflict that he, of course... Instigated. Instigated.
1: By cooing and then dealing yes. with the Saxons.
0: Yes. So... Um, this could be
1: its own movie. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting. Um, so... Uh, they dig down there and, yes, they find the dragons. <laughs> Great. And um, the, the dragons fly up into the sky and fight... Now, depending on the version, um, a different people say a different one. won. Mm. and I and I think it's tied to the sort of contemporary sentiments. Read Britons and Saxons.
1: Whoever's telling the story. Yes. So, yep.
0: um, around the year eight hundred, Nennius told this story and said that the red dragon, the the Britons, won the
1: fight. Naturally.
0: Um, later, Geoffrey of Monmouth maybe was a little, um, less optimistic about the, uh, likelihood of Saxons leaving the British Isles, and he said that the white dragon won. So in Monmouth's version, (laughs) um, having given up hope of British (laughs) self-rule, um, has the uh, red dragon losing, um, but this is an omen, essentially.
1: Right, of whatever's going to end up happening. Yes.
0: So, that happens. But the dragons are gone now. They've left. So, Vortigern can build, can build his castle. Merlin is now chilling with Vortigern.
1: Because he helped him.
0: Yes, he's working for Vortigern now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's a little boy wizard <laughs> working for But
1: this is how Merlin comes into the court?
0: This is how Merlin comes into the whole story. That's Via Vortigern.
1: Never... A thing is it?
0: I mean, Vortigern's never a thing. Wow. So, I mean, it's just kind of like Merlin. You know, all the stories about Arthur. Merlin's just kind of already he's already there. About. Yeah, he's already embroiled in the whole thing. Yada yada yada. What um, eventually
1: happens to Vortigern then?
0: Uh, so Ambrosius grows up, sure. and basically defeats him. He goes on the war path like he was always going to because.
1: I mean, Vortigern's time was always going to be numbered because he knew these kids were going to grow up and come after him. Yes,
0: and he knew specifically that Ambrosius was the threat
1: here. Is that why he wanted to build a new castle?
0: Yeah, that's what you do in Wales when people are coming come after, after you. you, you
1: build a castle. <laughs> sure, you got to have a place to hide.
0: Yeah, that's what they're for. So, yeah, um he grew up into a man.
1: Um, it doesn't seem like Vortigern was very good at being a king or no, doing anything really. No, no, he was
0: really really very he's very good at like sneaking around and like Playing the Game of Thrones, right, right, but not right. actually good at ruling,
1: right. And so somebody comes after him to kill him. Like, yes, is, is
0: essentially, it? yes. Um, Vortigern is yeah driven southward by Ambrosius and uh, into an old wooden castle, and they burn it down. It's yeah, well, yeah. It's struck by lightning.
1: Oh, <laughs> and he
0: burns to death.
1: Even worse.
0: Uh huh. And so Ambrosius uh, becomes the king and ambrosius and uther halt the saxon advance sure. and then eventually um ambrosius dies he gets sick and sure. the saxons poison a spring mm. and Ambrosius just drinks from the spring and, and dies. dies. And also a bunch of other people die because that's what happens when you poison a spring.
1: A lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Yes.
0: And so Uther, Uther inherits yeah, mm-hmm. the crown from his older brother. And now
1: we're at the point and where And so
0: now and now we're at Uther fighting the Saxons, yada yada. Um he m- makes friends with a certain um duke of Cornwall, Gorlois falls in love with Gorlois' wife, yeah, e. Graham. E. Graham.
1: We're getting to the point where this has been covered.
0: This has been covered, yes, and
1: will be covered in future movies. But that we this talk
0: is about. then the birth of Arthur. Of
1: Arthur, he... so Vortigern is long dead. Point long being,
0: long dead. Yes,
1: you know, and you know what my initial impression of this is. As much as the Vortigern parts of this movie don't seem like very Guy Ritchie ish, mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe that. If, if Vortigern was always supposed to be the villain in whatever this movie was going to be, yeah, but that maybe it didn't involve Arthur.
0: Maybe they were doing like a whole prologue.
1: That could have been a whole the movie. whole backstory. Absolutely, a whole movie. it
0: could because then you've got yeah, you've got Uther and he and he, you know the night that Gorlois dies, yeah, he has.
1: We're, he like, is it like in the movie Excalibur? Where yeah, he, he pretends to be. He pretends it, to, to be, be Gorlois.
0: Gorlois. Um, and, and gets with Yeah, Merlin Egrine. uses magic to make him look like Merlin.
1: Merlin's don't do a that. bad
0: creep. Here's the thing, Merlin's a bad creep.
1: Like
0: he's great. But he's a he's terrible, terrible, terrible man. He's like,
1: that's not a cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, not very
1: consensual. No, like- it
0: isn't, but who cares? She's a woman. Um yeah, they conceive Arthur that night, and Gorla has they discover the next died. morning he has died. So Uther marries a grain, and um
1: he gets killed i presume.
0: Yeah, right? so yeah, um Uther, well, so that's the interesting thing in Monmouth. There mm-hmm. is no um secreting away of
1: Arthur. At all. At all. No sword in the stone and th- no, th- no,
0: no, no. No no secreting away. that comes much later. Um yes, in in um the the history of the Kings of Britain, um basically uther just like is fighting the saxons and he goes he's sick um and he, they oh you know what no i told that wrong it's um it's uther that dies from the poison spring uh after the whole aurelius thing? just gets sick and dies uh oh, but, but okay okay I um see. but but uther is the one who get who is sick and then gets poisoned from the spring. Wow! And dies, and then fifteen year old Arthur just succeeds him. He just okay. is a prince and becomes king.
1: Like you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um.
0: So, yes. The first time that like the sort of Sir Ector stuff shows up, that's in sort of the Lancelot Grail Vulgate cycle stuff. Later. Later. Um. And then sort of codified in Mallory. Mallory.
1: So Mallory's like quite late as a source.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Much, much later. It's like fifteen hundreds. So, um yeah, yes. In in Jeffrey of Monmouth, um Arthur just becomes just, king. He's, just a... he's well, and everyone's like, Well, he's young, but he seems like he'll be good at the job. And he is. That's
1: that's really interesting because like we're assuming that this movie's taking from Monmouth.
0: It is more taking from Monmouth, yes, because it has all the Vortigern. But
1: it takes the whole sword and the stone stuff way farther because he's like a full adult. Yeah. By the time he pulls the sword from the stone, and because
0: we need be a king. we need a big handsome Charlie Hunnam, <laughs> who wants the who wants the little wart? It's not to what be the movie whole. Is. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not what be this so movie. Silly. Is.
0: Yeah. But and then Arthur happens. So yes, there's there's this whole fucking backstory of Vortigern. Um, wow. which is not, is not really, I mean, it's like kind of loosely yeah. taken from. He's in, trying to
1: build a structure and he's he building usurped a structure. his way into the throne by yep. killing the king.
0: There are brothers involved.
1: Yes. And, and, and the and sac- who are Viking on, and, Saxon. Yes. And people who are on the run from him.
0: You see the sort of sprinklings Yes, of
1: it. So it's clear that they didn't just take the name. Yes, they took basic things.
0: Basic things, but it's so loosely taken that if they just renamed everyone in the movie, you it wouldn't, wouldn't even have think to be th- a king Arthur king movie Arthur. at
1: all. It, he pulls a sword from a stone, yeah. and yeah. that means he's gonna be the king.
0: Yes, and that's so about, it would be yeah. like, oh, there's that's a fun king we'll Arthur allusion. King Arthur, but it could be any fucking MacGuffin on earth.
1: That's also true.
0: You know, it because doesn't have sword, to be that.
1: The sword. This is the other thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. The sword in this movie. Has runes on it. Uh-huh. And it gives people powers. Sure. Is that a thing?
0: No. No. I mean... Because well, the
1: sword is clearly a big deal. Well, first of all, they do the thing of conflating the sword and the stone with Excalibur.
0: And that's often done. And yeah. So, the interesting thing is... Um, so, the like the earliest mention of the sword and the stone yes. actually goes back to, like,
1: 1200.
0: Oh, jeez. In... Uh, a a partly lost french epic poem called merlin. Okay. Um and that's sort of the first instance of a sword and a stone that Arthur pulls.
1: And that means he's going to be the and king, that, and he's yes. special.
0: Um yeah, sure. Christmas Eve pulls the sword from the stone.
1: Oh, Christmas Eve, okay.
0: Um it, it, it so but um sometimes this happens in London, sometimes it happens in Logres. but yep uh post post Vulgate um and you know Mallory and stuff that's that's sort of the m- version of the sword and the stone that we're more familiar with S- in that version that and we talked about this um yes. he break that sword gets broken, broken yeah. a- w- in his fight with Pellinor, and then he gets the sword from the lady of the lake but I Mallory calls both swords Excalibur
1: Excalibur is They're different swords, swords but that they both have. Is Excalibur just the name of whatever sword he wields? I guess. Uh, is are any of these swords ever magical? Only in
0: as much as they confer power,
1: but not like they make your eyes light up and then you can kill. No, everybody.
0: no, nobody has any <laughs> superpowers. There's no superpowers. No,
1: just regular power.
0: Just, just divine right. Sure. <laughs> that kind of power. Sure. Um, you know, Merlin the the, you know, prophecy, the you know, right. he he gets to prophecy things and he says whoever pulls the sword, sword out of the is stone the... gets to so, be So so
1: it's a symbol. It doesn't yeah. necessarily make you better at fighting even.
0: No. No, that's fun, though. It
1: is fun, and I feel like a lot of movies do a version of it, just usually not with the eyes lighting up and the stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it's some in in some way magical. Yeah,
1: that's pretty normal, I think, in movies.
0: But uh, it is only magical in this in as much it's a, as it's, it's like just a... Just it's a, a totem. It's a yes. symbol.
1: Yes. It, even in, in Arthuriana, does Merlin, like, the mages, the, the thing with the mages, like... You know, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the way, they were all considered to be bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I have no it's idea. It's just its
1: own thing. I
0: don't know where the whole trope of the, like, mages are a second class citizen that thing do That and, come. like, I, don't know where I the... feel
1: like movies always want to try, and I think to some degree writers as well, mm-hmm. want to try to explain if the story is supposed to take place in our world why we don't have magic anymore (laughs) yeah like now
0: right and and of course you know in the time that these stories were written people like very well they sort of believed in it already still
1: and so of course at the time they don't have to be like well here's what happened here's why these this kind of thing doesn't happen now Mm -hmm. because people were feeling like they could have it could have yeah that makes sense sense to me because I feel like that's really what it is. They they want to be. I don't think this movie's super coherent about it because it has so much else going on. Mm-hmm. But I would guess that that's the idea where they're like, oh yes, all of the magic has you know. Fit. Now is the time I mean, of men. Yeah. You in
0: know. in these stories, Merlin, I believe it's um, with Uther during Uther's whole campaign, mm-hmm. um, magically takes the stones from Ireland to build Stonehenge.
1: Oh, so, so even then they were explaining things.
0: But that, yes, they believed that Merlin built Stonehenge.
1: I mean, sure. I,
0: Makes as much sense as anything.
1: If I was, <laughs> when you're just like, I don't I know was, how they could move. How if I good... was writing this thing at that time. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, you don't have an explanation for...
1: Merlin did it.
0: Merlin did it. It was Merlin. <laughs> yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, Merlin's a fucking monster.
1: He's just like, yeah, doing terrible things.
0: He's, he's doing terrible things, and so we'll talk about more of these terrible things. Yes, when, when, next we get the opportunity to talk
1: when we have some about Merlin. Merlin again, we saw a pretty innocuous depiction of him last time. Yes, he is conspicuously not appearing in this movie.
0: Yep. Yeah only barely mentioned
1: I really wonder he,
0: you don't know, he does make a faceless appearance yes there is somebody
1: credited as playing merlin yes
0: he, there's yes. there's the flashback of him
1: but we see like he's... his arm yeah he's has a tattoo of some kind cuz
0: I... he's a mage
1: sure the yeah the mage herself i assume has no it's just a creation
0: yeah i mean yeah there's no so merlin has various sort of female uh, students oh okay i mean that morgan lafay being one of them sure
1: sure 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 um
0: Viv- vivian i think is her name, one of the ladies of lake
1: oh is a s- student of merlin yes oh. his favorite
0: thing to do is fucking teach a girl magic and then skeeve on her
1: that tracks yeah this is this the, is a
0: thing merlin does on multiple the, the, occasions the guy
1: who did that thing with with Uther, yeah, it seems like he would do that. He'd be down to, to He's do a that. total perv. Yeah. Well, when you give a dude magical powers, he's going to use them to be what? weird.
0: He's, he's an antichrist.
1: So now he's still, he's, got like those, a demon. he's still got those tendencies. Yeah,
0: he's not good. He's not good. Like, he's got sort of the things that he knows he's supposed to be doing and the people that he sort of works with and, you know... Luckily, Arthur's mostly benevolent, though he gets up to some fucking wicked shenanigans too. To say, Uh, Arthur's not actually that great, but Mm -hmm. yeah, these there's a lot more sort of moral ambiguity to the older Arthuriana. Well, because
1: life was rough back then when these things were written, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But now we know we've sort of distilled this idea of this legend down to you know. The greatest and most noble king that that England ever had, right? So because that's comfier.
1: Well, and I've thought it was interesting at the end of this movie. There's a bit of odd nationalist sentiment,
0: and I think that's mostly going to be inherent to any King Arthur story.
1: It's just rare that you see a movie really put a button on it mm-hmm. where he's like, "This is Britain now, mm-hmm. and we don't do slavery." <laughs> Yeah. And it's kind of like, sure, man.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's... Uh...
1: Usually it's kind of implicit. You're meant, you're meant to infer it.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that that's really... Be- you know, King Arthur has become the symbol of what Britain like, is meant to be. be.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's the once and future king. And right. someday he'll come back and he'll put everything right. Like right. Jesus.
1: Like Jesus. Yeah. Man. Yep. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else we gotta say?
1: It feels like there has to be more because this movie is just so all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty bonkers movie. Um, it's
1: entertaining,
0: but yeah, as 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 you all can see, it is it it really is a, the story is just a thing that they made up. They just wrote a whole. Yeah, this new is movie. this is
1: like our most separate. Like we're talking about the movie, and now we're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're largely there's, there's unrelated. There's few connections.
0: But you know what? The best stuff is the least Arthur-y stuff.
1: And I really wonder if, like, all the arthur st- Like, if there was a movie here before that wasn't intended to be a King Arthur movie at all. In addition to all the different King Arthur movies that also went into it.
0: One must wonder. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, it's... Yeah, because it's fun just to see him being a scrappy gangster boy
0: yeah i love it i love it yeah if if y'all like these kinds of wackadoodle action movies like i do oh
1: definitely it's
0: it's worth a watch it's a fun time
1: it's it's enjoyable just
0: just, just, this this is and i and i normally am not a fan of this phrase this is very much one of those turn your brain off and have a good time movies yes you know
1: because it 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 doesn't want to yeah.
0: There is nothing really to investigate in this film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just fun.
1: It's an entertaining movie. It's just
0: a fun it's a theme park ride of a movie. Yes. It's and that's interesting
1: great. trying to synthesize the like Guy Ritchie gangster movie vibe with the like Game of Thronesy vibe.
0: It's weird. It they don't they certainly clash, but maybe Heavily. make an interesting juxtaposition. There's
1: no other movie that exists <laughs> that is half a Guy Ritchie gangster movie and half a, a Game of Thrones episode.
0: Yeah, it's a unique film, and yet, and yet it's just a it's a beautiful quilt.
1: It's an amalgamation of so many things we've seen before. Yes. Adding a up of, into
0: a, a wholly new thing. A,
1: a strange Long Island iced tea blockbuster.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the perfect thing to call it. Ooh, wow, yeah. All right, well, I think that is the best way we could possibly yes. cap that off. So tell me, Leonora, what is the movie we're going to be talking about next month? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm
1: looking it up. <laughs> You caught me, like, two two seconds too early. Oh, no. You can cut that out if you want, or keep it in, because it's funny. Next, we will be discussing A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Wow. Based on the novel by Mr. Mark Twain.
0: That's going to be a big
1: difference. After some deliberation, Mm -hmm. because there are a few different movie versions of this book, and many more... That are nominally based on it, but have modified the premise in some significant way. Yes. We decided to go for the most sort of like classic version. So that when we talk about all the many modified versions later,
0: it'll make, we'll have a baseline. Yes.
1: So we're going with the version from 1949. Yes. So we're going way, way back.
0: We're going way back.
1: To... A whole different decade and a whole different style of Hollywood filmmaking.
0: It's gonna be really different. Still a
1: big Hollywood movie. Yes. Of its day, I think it might be a musical.
0: We'll find out. Yeah, this is this one's new. We've for us never
1: else. seen it. Yeah. Um. It it does star Bing Crosby.
0: So odds are there's at least a song. A song. Yeah.
1: Um. It is. As of this recording, though, we seem to be chasing movies off of streaming services. Yeah. It is on the streaming service to be.
0: Yeah, we'll see how long it stays there. But. Well, that's sure to be a time.
1: Yes. We'll see if it's more or less inexplicable than this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, um, we, we, we did it um yeah we'll, we'll we'll see you next time everybody yes until then we love you stay safe bye bye. thank you for listening to this film broads production subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts and talk to us on twitter at film broads pod our theme music is holding out for a hero by hildegard von blingen and whitney avalon